Have you come to bless the Lord? Put our hands together. Here I am, come to find you. Here I am, to see your grace. To bring to you an offering, I have to ask myself one thing. magnify your name oh God oh Lord even in this time today we lift you oh God and all we're going through we glorify you you deserve all praise Lord Jesus hallelujah hallelujah you deserve all glory and honor hallelujah we bless your name we worship you Lord Jesus I worship you Lord hallelujah thank you God for your presence you alone deserve my word. 
God bless you. We want to welcome you this morning to the Gap Hill Church of God. And uh, even though things may look different today, I'm going to be preaching a sermon uh, via the internet. We are not having a physical meeting today due to the COVID-19 and the spread. And we're trying to be good stewards and uh, obey our governor and, and state officials and our president uh, in the request to try to contain this virus. But today I want you to understand something. As all of you know, I'm a Pentecostal preacher from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. And um, because of that, I want you to know this. Today I want you to worship God. I know that uh, when I'm preaching, it fuels me to hear people say amen or or when I say, give God a hand clap of praise, and to hear people give God praise. So today, I'm not going to be able to experience that. And I, like you, wish, and I, I just long for gathering together again. So man, I tell you, we take it for granted so often, us being able to come into a sanctuary in freedom and liberty and worship. And so um, today, I just want you, wherever you are, God's not bound by time or space, and uh, wherever you are today, lift your hand. If you're sitting on the couch and and something said that you enjoy, you ought to shout amen. You ought to lift your hands. You ought to give God praise because today uh, God's going to bless you right there where you are. Whether you're watching computer, whether you've got your phone in your hand, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you today. I want to preach today, if the Lord would help me, on a sermon entitled this, God's Secret Hiding Place. Every country has what is known as a secret training camp. It is at this place that special forces will gather in order to receive their training. These hidden places are top secret because it is our desire, of course, not to allow anybody, any of our enemies or even other nations, just in case something were to go wrong and they were to try to come against us, we don't want them to be privy to the information of where we train our uh, special forces are the special equipment that we may have for war and things such as this. The regular, regular army doesn't even know these secret places. They, they are reserved for special forces. Today, through Psalm chapter 91 and several other scriptures in Psalm 31 and Psalm 139, we're going to deal with several passages and we're going to look at the fact that God has a secret hiding place for us as well. Beginning with Psalm 31 and verse 20. The Bible said you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. From the plots of man. That's important there. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion. You will house them in a secret place. From the strife of tongues or from words. So as I begin to read this scripture. The first thing I see is that the secret place is where God hides you. 
from the plots of man. Anybody understand that there's some people that would like to see you fall? And God is hiding you from the plots of man. Not only from the plots of man, but He is also hiding us from the plots of Satan. And can I share with you today that the devil has a pile of plots against you. Your enemies do as well. But God reassures us in Psalm chapter 31 that there is a secret place. There is a safe place for the child of God. It doesn't always feel safe because it's a training ground where God has to bring us through some things and He has to bring some things out of us. It's this place that sometimes you aren't even allowed to see because it's not really about you anyhow. It's about God. It's about God receiving glory through your life. Please understand with me today that this place is such as Moses. He found himself in this place. He didn't even know that he was training in the desert. What a coincidence that God was training Moses in the desert to lead a nation through another desert. I'm going to say that again. God was training Moses in a desert. The Bible said he's on the backside. He's tending to Jethro, his father-in-law's sheep. And seeing this is the thing, or his uncle's sheep. And this is the thing that I want you to understand. Is that God had brought him to this place. And Moses did not even understand what God was doing in his life. He didn't even realize that he was in a special training place. He didn't even understand that God had him in this secret pavilion or this secret hiding place. See, we must understand that there are times that God does the same thing for us, but there is a reason, there is a purpose for why God has us where He has us. He is getting us prepared, not for where we are, but He is preparing us for what He wants us to do and where we are going. The pavilion is a place that I'd like to speak of for just a moment as a place that you are safe, according to David, you are safe from the words of men. However, the only way that God can keep you from being affected by the words of men is to pull you away from men. But what you perceive as loneliness is not what God sees because in what you see as loneliness, God sees it as a place that you're going to gain some Godliness. See, I want you to look with me. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 32, and you know the story very, very well. It's of Jacob. The Bible says that he arrives that night, he takes his two sons and his wives, and he, he crosses them over the brook Jabbok. It is there that he leaves his, his wife, his children, his cattle, and the Bible says that he goes back over the brook. And the Bible says in verse 24, then Jacob was left alone. That means he goes through a time of loneliness. God puts him in a place that he is by himself. And this is what happens. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. See, Jacob found himself alone, but it is in that state of what he thought to be loneliness that God showed up. And when he left that place, he had more of God than he had ever had before. Perhaps God has you in a place of hiding. Perhaps God has you in this secret pavilion because he has plans for you he wants to get you to a place of more godliness than you have ever been at before and the only way he can do that is to get you by yourself 
when Jacob gets by himself, he begins to do this examination and he understands that he needs God in his life. It's in Psalm 91, David tells us, and you know this one very well, but I want to go verse by verse here. In verse 1, the first thing you need to know about the secret place is that God chose this place just for you. For in Psalm 91, he said, it is the secret place of the Most High. He has chosen this place as your training ground. Just like at the beginning of our sermon as we talked about that there's a special group, special forces that go to a special place of training. God has chosen a place just for you. For you alone. Whenever you think about it, He may have put you in a valley like David. He, he, he may have been like Elijah. He, Elijah found himself in the cave all alone. But it was there that God was training him. David was in preparation for the giant that he would face and defeat. In the cave, Elijah was to get out and was to help a woman that was about to die and did not have food to eat and thought she was eating her last meal. But God had to take him to a cave to train him and prepare him for the place that God wanted to use him. It may be a prison such as Paul and Peter and many of the others that went through these things, even though it was a hard place and they were separated from man. It was in these places that they grew and developed in their relationship and their godliness. See, you must understand it may be like Moses who is in the backside of the desert or even in a hospital waiting room where there's sickness all around. See, God may be training you right now. Got you in a place that is away from me. He is hiding you in his pavilion. He has something special for you. It is the secret place of the Most High. And it's chosen for you. In verse 2, he says it this way. David said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. I love the word here, my. David is speaking of a personal God. He says, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In Him, I will trust. You see, that's what this little pavilion is all about. That's what this room, can I call it that? This room is all about. You can't leave until you can say this. God is my strength. God is my salvation. You cannot leave this room until you understand that God is the only way to true success. You must endure this room before you are able to move to another place. You must be able when you leave there to say, I know that God has got everything under control. It's in verse 3. Surely, I love that word, Surely that's without fail, that's without doubt, there's no doubt in my mind. He said, surely he shall. Hallelujah. There's no question, there's no doubt in my mind. David said, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Now, when you look at the word snare of the fowler, the snare of the fowler is something that is used to catch a bird. It's a hunting tactic, even in the woods you may see for bears and things such as this to where they put the big claws on the ground. It's a horrible thing. And they put it on the ground and they're walking and they do not see it. It is hidden and it is there that they snip, step in that snare and that snare closes and traps them. See, this is what God is wanting us to see. This is what David is saying to us. He says that Satan has a lot of snares that are set up 
for you. And He is just waiting on you to fail. There's a lot of people, a matter of fact, that will try to catch you up in your words. And all they want to do is to see you fail. Just waiting. I'm, there's, it's a sad day when people do this and they are just waiting. And when you fail in their heart, they rejoice. But I want somebody to know today that God will deliver you. God will deliver me if I will stay tucked away in the secret place God is going to bring me through. It is in the Bible that he said it was the King James Version that he called it the noisome pestilence. Either is appropriate, but the word pestilence in the Hebrew literally means this. It means to destroy something with your words. See, this is part of your training. This is part of your training. If you cannot handle what people say to you, how in the world are you ever going to handle the lies of the enemy on your life? There's people, they're going to talk about us. They're going to say things about us. God has already told us that. But we need to learn to get over it. Because if I cannot learn to overcome words that other men or women say about me, how in the world am I going to have the strength to overcome the devil? That is why God has me in His pavilion. That is why God has me in this secret place. He is preparing me for the things that I'm going to face. Look at verse 4. The Bible said, He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. Now somebody would say, why in the world do you need a refuge in God's secret hiding place? See, I want you to understand, the secret place is not a vacation. The place that God tucks you away is not easy. When God put Moses on the backside of the desert, it wasn't easy. He was working hard. When God put David back there, even David was a shepherd boy. His brothers ridiculed him. They talked about him. They said all you came to do was to come see what was going on on the battlefield. When all along, all David had was a heart after God. He had to learn to get over the words of those that would rise up against him. Trying to make him feel inferior. So I'm telling you that this is not a vacation. It can be very difficult. Because the secret place, as we mentioned at the beginning, the secret place is a training camp. It is a place that God is molding us. It is what I would like to call the ultimate game of hide and seek. And you all know what hide and seek is. I've played it with my children. And many of you have played it when you were a kid. And you would go hide, you'd count the ten. Most of us would, would keep our, our hands over our eyes. And, and we would open up our fingers so that we could see through and we would cheat. You know what I'm talking about. You did it too. I know it. I did it as well. But we would play hide and seek. And the one would hide while the other would count the ten or whatever number was agreed on. And then you would go and you would seek the other person. See, this is what God's doing. It's an ultimate game of hide and seek. Because God is hiding you to teach you how to seek Him. I'm going to say that again. I said God is hiding you away. He is tucking you away. He is allowing you to deal with hardships so that you will find the need to seek after 
Him. In other words, it is in this secret place that you begin to rely on God. It is in this hidden pavilion away from men and the, and the enemy that God is training you and He is trying to make you understand. You've got to rely on Him. You've got to seek Him. You've got to call on His name. And I love the scripture that said that if we would just seek Him, we shall find Him. If we will not, the door is going to open. If we seek, we shall find it doesn't matter God has his hand on our lives and he wants us to understand today that we are in a training camp not a vacation the secret place can be hard because it's at the secret place according to verse 4 the Bible said his truth his truth shall be your shield and your buckler until you are in the seatbelt of truth you are always going to have turbulence. I said, as long as you are in the seatbelt of truth, you're always going to have turbulence. Now, I want to show you something. There is only one reason in the world to wear a seatbelt. And I'm not judging you if you wear yours or not, but the reason for wearing a seatbelt is to hold you in the place. The reason you wear a seatbelt is that if you were to get in a wreck, if you were to flip your car, that that seatbelt is going to grab you. See, there's times you may want to bail out. There's times you may want to give up. But the seatbelt of truth wraps around us. God's truth has us buckled in. And when we would bail out, His truth will not let us. When we would give up, His truth would not let us. When we would throw in the towel and say, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm stopping. The truth of the Lord holds us in place for His truth. It will set you free. Buckle up and hold on. Because truth can flip your world upside down. But let me tell you today, let all men be liars, but let God be truth. And what God said in His Word, He will do for you. You can count on that, my dear brothers and sisters today in verse 5 and verse 6 the Bible says you shall not be afraid I love this you don't have to be afraid I think about what's going on in our world today and I don't want to preach a COVID-19 message I know there's people that will probably theme their whole sermon on this today and you're like oh my God please just let it stop I've heard it on the news I've heard it here and there I'm tired of it I want to tell you in light of all this stuff going on I shall not be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. God has you in the very palm of His hand. I want you to understand that it's in the secret place. You'll get tired of being afraid. You'll make a choice to be courageous. You'll make a choice whether it's night, day, noonday, whether you're up on the mountain, whether you're down in the valley, you are going to make a decision. I'm tired of being afraid. God has trained me. God is raising me up. I'm tired of it. It doesn't matter. Because when you are in this secret place, you get stronger in this pavilion. A matter of fact, the secret place is all about maturity. The secret place is all about spiritual progression. The secret place 
is all about God building you up to a place that you are stronger than you were before you got in there. That is what training camp is about. That's what boot camp is about. We send guys to training camp. If they can't make it through boot camp, they cannot serve in our military. They are not tough enough to pass the test. God's the same way. He wants to see what you're made out of. You've got to be faithful. You've got to hold on. God's hiding you away. I know it's difficult. There's times you wonder if anybody sees you what is God doing in my life I don't understand but if you will stay there and be faithful there's coming a day I'm going to show you by the end of this sermon there's coming a day where God's going to show you why he had you hid in verse 7 through 9 a thousand may fall at your side ten thousand may fall at your right hand God said but it shall not come near you I love this he said, you are going to survive what is killing others. Now, I want to tell you some folks, with all this stuff going on, I pray protection over my house. I pray protection over my church. I pray protection over God's people. And you should do the same thing. You should ask God, don't let this come nigh me. Don't let this disease, this sickness, this infection, this influenza, don't let it come near me. Don't let it come near my children. Don't let it come near my house. He says that, what other people, is, it's killing them. You look around and you're going to see people out in the world, they're struggling. You're going to see people out in the world that, that their life is falling apart. But your life is going to be put together. The enemy is taking spoils all around you. But he has to stop when he gets to you. Not because you're so powerful, but because he doesn't even know you are there. God has you in a secret place. God has you... In a hiding place. See, 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 there was, there was a time in Job's life, the Bible tells us that the man of God, Job, was uh, going about his daily life and Satan wanted to tempt him. You remember the story. Read Job and you'll find in his story that as hard as Satan tried to get to him for a season, God would not allow him because the words of Satan, he said, there's a hedge about this guy. In other words, you've got him hid from me. You've got him protected. You see, there's somebody in here today. I'm so glad that God knows when we can handle the struggle and when we can't take it anymore. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, there's been times in my life that I was going through hell and high water. I knew good and well that if I had one more blow of the enemy that I would not be able to survive. I knew that if Satan, if he could just jab me one more time, I felt like it would have been all over for me because I felt so defeated. I felt so, so depleted that I felt like just one blow of the enemy would do me in. But I'm glad that God called me into a secret hiding place. He brought me into a house or his pavilion and said, Here I cannot be touched by the enemy. Do you understand? God hides us in a hiding place. And often he does it when we need it the most. You're going to look at every other struggler. You may sound like them. You may cry like them. You may even have doubts sometimes like they do. But the difference is that you are not going to stay that way. You are going to get angry at what you see the devil doing in their life. The things that are going on around you. And you're going to decide to fight instead of give up. Verse 9, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling 
place. Verse 10. He said, no evil shall. Somebody notice that word shall. You all just say shall. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all, hallelujah, your ways. I love Psalm 34 because he said the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and he delivers them. Do you know what the word encamp means? The word encamp means to literally pitch a tent. So that means that when Satan comes against me, that there are literally angels. I, I, I can just picture this. There are angels that have set up tent around my house. They have set up tent around me to protect me from the adversary. Thank God for his angels. Verse 13. He said, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample under foot. It reminds me of Romans 16, 20, another promise for the believer. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. You will not lose this battle. God has been training you for this purpose. God has had you hidden away for this purpose. So when you get out and you have to fight the enemy, you're not going to cower down in fear. You're not going to go run and hide in some corner and say there's no way we can win this battle. You're going to take your foot, you're going to pick it up and you are going to put it on top of the head of the devil and you will crush him under your feet. Hallelujah. Psalm 139 verse 13. He said. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me. In my mother's womb. I want to say it this way. God knew who I'd be. He knew his plans for me. He knew his plans for you. Before you were born. It's in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you, Jeremiah. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Praise God. I'm so glad that God has a plan for my life. Why is God hiding me? Why has God got me tucked away right now pastor? It's because he's preparing you for something greater. It's because when you were born. You didn't know it. You didn't understand it. You were too young to. You were nothing but a fetus in your mother's womb. But it was at that moment that God said. Jeremiah I already knew that you were going to be a prophet. What a thought. What a thought. There's some that are watching today and you're sitting there saying, Pastor, I don't even know what my life is for. I don't even know what my purpose is. I want to say to you today directly that before you were born, God already had plans for you. You don't need to get discouraged. Perhaps God has you in a secret hiding place. Perhaps God has you tucked away right now because you're not ready yet to do what He's called you to do. You're not quite there. But when the time is right... Oh my God Almighty. When the time is right, God's going to pull you out and say, Here he is. Here she is. I formed them in the womb and I knew this was my purpose. They're here for this day, for this reason. It's in verse 14. The Bible said, Marvelous 
are your works, and that my soul knows very well. I looked up the word marvelous. It simply means bizarre happenings, surprising astonishments. David says, when I look at you, all I can say is how marvelous are your works. My soul knows it very well. Is there anybody that knows the marvelous acts of God? Is there anybody in here that has seen God work? Is there anybody watching right now that there's bizarre things that have went on in your life and you had to just lift your hand and say, how marvelous is the Lord? Have you ever had something that astonished you, that blew you away and you understand? And immediately that was not me that did that. That was not the pastor that did that. That was the hand of God. David said, how marvelous are your works. And he says, that my soul knows very well. I'm well aware of what you have the power to do. In verse 15, chapter 139, he says, My frame was not hidden from you. Catch this. When I was made in secret. The scripture. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret. I love this verse. Because what God is saying. What David is saying of God. He's saying you knew my frame. But yet you made me anyway. My God, I'm so glad. See, it's like saying, can I say it this way? Lord, you knew my thoughts, but you made me anyway. You knew my imperfections, but yet you made me anyway. You knew that I would fail you. You knew I would make mistakes. You knew I would let you down, but yet you made me anyway. Aren't you glad that despite your complications in life that you cause God and, and all the times that you err from Him and the times that you fail Him, God wants you to understand it doesn't matter. I loved you anyhow because before you were born, I had a plan for your life. You just need the remain faithful when the time is right I'm going to use you in a way you never thought possible regardless of your failures you knew me yet you still formed me so God is about to do something for you today as I close God is about to release a well kept secret when God releases this well kept secret about you I'm going to tell you what's going to happen all of hell is going to break loose when God releases this well-kept secret, all of hell's going to go crazy. All of hell's going to go into chaos. While you thought you were losing it, going crazy, you were really finding it. God was raising up a worshiper from a secret place. Can, can I just add something here before I close? And I'm about to close. Desperate worshipers are different than ordinary, regular, mundane worshipers. And sometimes God has to allow us to go through things so that we aren't afraid to give Him praise and glory. Hallelujah. I was reading my Bible just the other day, and as I was reading that in my Bible, I found the blind man. And the Scripture says... That Jesus healed the blind man. When he heals the blind man. The Pharisees asked the question. Who sinned? 
The disciples asked the question, who sinned, his mother or his father? But God healed this blind man. When the Pharisees get to the blind man, they're saying, what in the world happened? He says, I can't tell you who this man is. I can't tell you all his background. All that I can tell you is, praise God, I once was blind, but now I see. That's what I do know. The beautiful thing about that story is simply this. God said, it is not the sin of his mother, it's not the sin of his father, it's not even his sin. He said, for this purpose, this man was born. All these years, this man has been blind. But it was at that moment as he was tucked away and hid away, that God brought him to front and center in the sanctuary, gave him a microphone and let him testify. He became a worshiper. See, there's people that come to church and they just... Lift their hand, oh yeah, thank you Jesus. There's people that come to church, oh yeah, oh how sweet, victory is mine. But then there's other people that when they lift their hands... You can tell they're desperate worshipers. Those are people that have been through some things. Those are some people that God's had in training camp. Those are some people that God's had in boot camp. Those are some people that God's allowed to go through some stuff. He's had to train them. He's had to work with them to get them to where they are. And when they come to church, tears roll down their eyes as they lift their hands and give God glory. They're the ones that when you give the altar call, they don't just come to a normal kneel down. They lay prostrate on the altar, tears rolling down their eyes, praying for God to bless their life, bless their children, thanking God for all He's done for them. There's a difference in an ordinary worshiper and a desperate worshiper. You can tell people that have been the training camp that God has raised up for a special work. You can see it on their lives. They're not ordinary. They're special. It's in the secret place that God was raising up a prayer warrior. A prayer warrior who could pull down strongholds of the enemy. Somebody that wouldn't just pray a now Lord lay me down to sleep prayer. But somebody that would grab heaven with their hand and pull it down to earth. And would ring the prayer bells and all of heaven would wake up and God would answer their prayer. These are people that have been hid away. These are people that have been in training. These are people in a secret pavilion that God's been waiting to bring out. Disease has a new enemy. Depression has a new enemy. Rejection has a new enemy because God is getting ready to loose you on the world. There's nothing that Satan can do to stop this because he doesn't even know it is happening. What do you mean, Pastor? He doesn't know that it's happening. I'm going to tell you why. Because Satan... I I can see now. There's some of you God's had in hiding. Nobody don't know your name. God, God, nobody knows your talent. The devil doesn't even have you on his radar. He hasn't assigned any demons to watch after you because you've kind of been hidden. You've been in the Lord's hiding place, secret. You've been in this pavilion. You've been tucked away in boot camp. God's been growing you, maturing you spiritually, getting you ready for the purpose that you were born in your mother's womb for. And it is at this moment that God finally pulled you out of the pavilion and the hiding place and says here he is and Satan and hell go crazy because you weren't even on their radar God has raised you up listen to me folks and I want to close with this and I'm going to pray and I'm I'm, I'm quitting God is raising up ministers 
from small places, from obscure valleys, from holes in the walls, and so to speak. They will be revolutionaries. We are coming out of hiding. We're going to flip the world upside down for Jesus Christ. There's a preacher maybe watching right now and you're tucked away wondering if you'll ever have a congregation to preach to. <laughs> Struggling. Wondering why did God gift me to preach and I can't even, nobody even knows my name. I came to tell you today by the Holy Spirit and His guidance, you're in a secret hiding place. God has you tucked away. But He's going to bring you out at the right time. There's somebody you've worked hard so many years on your job and they've only overlooked you. You wonder why in the world am I even working here? But God's going to show up. He's had you tucked away. You've got talents you don't even know that God has been preparing you for. And sooner or later, God's going to put you in the right place at the right time. You're going to get that promotion you need. It is all because you've been hid in the secret pavilion of God. He's just been waiting to pull you out and show you to the world. There's a singer, maybe. You sing, you've got talent. Nobody's ever heard your voice. Let me tell you, there's coming a time God's going to bring you out from behind the shadows. He's going to open up the curtain, so to speak. And all the hell's going to go wild. They weren't on my radar. People around you that said bad things about you thought you'd never amount to nothing. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what the devil said. All that matters is that God has prepared you for a time and a day such as this, just like He did Esther to save the Jews. What I'm telling somebody today is don't be discouraged. God has hidden you in His secret pavilion. And He's getting ready to bring you out and showcase you to the world. God bless you today is our prayer. I want to thank you guys for coming and joining us today for our service. Things look a lot different, don't they? It's different not meeting in a physical location, but at the same time, we're able to worship Jesus wherever we are. God's not uh, just uh, in a building God is everywhere. And so today, I thank you uh, in light of what we're dealing with for coming and joining us. I do want you to know that should you want to give today, uh, just like we normally would on a Sunday morning, uh, you can go. I'm going to have a link below that will link you to our website uh, to where you can give online. Uh, like many of you do, you can mail it if you would like, or you can drop it by the office Monday through Thursday, 8 to 3 p.m., we still want to operate as a church, even though it looks a little different. We are still going to worship Jesus and lift up His name during this time. Should you need us for anything, again, I want you to know we're here to serve you. God bless you again is our prayer.